in the book of Exodus chapter 15. We'll look at verse 23 through 27. We're going to briefly talk about the Elams of life. Amen. The Elams of life. I know many times we, on this journey called life, we run into Maras. Mara means bitterness. But thank God that we don't have to stay in that place. But there's an Elam on down the road for us. So we have to know that we won't stay. If we'll just continue on in the Lord, we will not stay where we are. We've all run into bitter places one time or another in life. Amen? And we're not exempt from being tried. We're not exempt from being tested. That's God's way of preparing us is to allow us to be tested. Amen. Anyway, Exodus chapter 15, verse 23. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thou God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandment, and keep all his statues, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam. There were twelve wells of water and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. I know that God uses this, the life of the children of Israel to illustrate to us the church, uh, the powerful spiritual lessons that he's trying to teach us. Their wanderings correspond closely with our own lives. We were first called out and separated. And there'll always be a method of God. If you're still in step with the world, then something is wrong. Amen. God is separating his people. Amen. He's calling us unto himself. And if we profess the work of the, the working of the Spirit in our life, then we're going to have to go with it. We're going to have to allow God to do his work in us. Amen. You know, so many times in life, things seem to be going well. It seems like everything is really smooth. And all of a sudden, uh, we run into that place called Mara, where it's kind of bitter. Amen. It's kind of tough. And we have to wait on the Lord. You know, I heard somebody say so many times, just said one day, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord. The Lord's going to do this. The Lord's going to do that. And I thought, Lord, I'm so tired of waiting upon you. <laughs> I want to see it now. And I thought about Ashton when she was little. We drove up to Sonic, and we were going to get her uh, a Sunday, A Sunday, you know, ice cream Sunday. Anyway, uh, we asked her, would you like a Sunday? She said, no, I want it now. <laughs> she thought we were waiting till Sunday to get her her little ice cream dish. Amen. But I thought about her and I thought, okay, Lord, there's so many promises that you've given unto us, but Lord, I want it now. I want to see you move now. All the things uh, that we've longed for, we prayed for, we fasted and desired, I want to see it now. But you know what? It's just around the corner. Amen. And I know sometimes we feel like, hey, is it ever, ever going to come? Amen. We don't always know what lies just around the bend. We can't always understand what and know what tomorrow holds. And uh, We know that 
there's an enemy out there, and he came to do one thing, still kill and destroy. But I thank God that we have a Jesus that we sing about this morning who came that we might have life and life more abundantly. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. Praise God. So the place that God is bringing us to is a place of discipline. It's a place of preparation. It's God's ground for training, and it's God's place of destiny for each one of us. Amen? I remember my pastor used to always say that this is just a training place. This is just a dressing room. This life here in this earth is just a dressing room. God is preparing us for the awesome things that he has in store for us. So I'm going to skip about here quite this uh, quite a bit this morning, but know one thing, the Lord that we gave our heart to, that we started serving the very beginning, he will always complete a work. Seems like there are so many stepping stones along the way. But just remember, they are stepping stones. Amen. But he, the Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will complete that work. Amen. And that's, let's see, where is that found over? Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he that hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we know that the children of Israel had so many, oh my, so many ups and downs, so many trials, so many tests, and they complained quite a bit, didn't they? But they got to this one point where they didn't have any water. They didn't have any water. Three days of waterless wanderings had created a great, great dilemma for them. Such a short time from deliverance to need such a short time from power to weakness, such a short time from plenty to wanting. Yet they were in the midst of a desert experience. Have you ever been in the midst of a desert experience? Have you been there where you felt like, God, where are you? I know I've been there. I've been there just recently, just reaching out to the Lord, crying out to God, not really feeling a whole lot, but knowing that God was with me and knowing that all of these places that he's allowed me to walk was just a stepping stone, just to draw me closer to him, to position me to condition me for the awesome things that God has in store for us. Amen. So we know that they went and they came to the place where they didn't have any water. Then all of a sudden, they come to water, water, after three days with no water. And then I can imagine they were probably all excited. I can imagine how thirsty they were. You know, after three days with no water. Amen. It's kind of tough, isn't it? But then when they saw the waters, I'm sure they must have been excited. And then when they tasted the waters, they were bitter, bitter waters. Amen. And I know sometimes we come to that place. We feel like everything's going great. The Lord's blessing. Then all of a sudden, there's a bitter taste. Bitter, bitter, bitter waters. Amen. But I'm so glad today that we serve a God that goes before us and he prepares for us, you know, that which we have need of. You know, and, and as I was looking at some notes here, I was thinking about the cries of the small children as they beg for their parents to carry their weary little sunburned bodies. Uh, consider the plight of the father who's now lumbering under the load of a few possessions and the 100 degree sun pounding down on the head and the dry desert winds parching his lips. Consider all these things that they were touched with. Consider the mother trying to ignore her own discomfort to attend to the needs of her crying children. Consider the thoughts that are now present in the mind of Moses 
as he remembers speaking boldly to Pharaoh and to the people about a God who is going to deliver them. And you know, lately, I, I feel like I can kind of identify with that. Some of the things that I've been tested with just right lately, I told Marcy and Crystal, I said, you know what? I kind of feel like I let God down. All of these things that I stood for, I spoke about, I see God minister so many people, and all of a sudden, wham, there's some bitter waters. There's some bitter waters. Amen. But I'm so glad today uh, that there's an Elam right in front of us. Amen. Uh, oh, and I'm glad today uh, that there was a tree uh, on Calvary. Uh, amen. Uh, where the sacrifice was made, uh, where the water was changed where it was provided, uh, where I uh, found myself uh, as becoming a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Where our Savior said, it's finished. Uh, provision is made for them. It's all done. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad for that today. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> Perhaps the whole saga is going to fall woefully short and they'll indeed die in the wilderness. <laughs> I'm so glad that our Savior lives. Amen. I'm glad that he cares about us in everything that we walk through. I'm glad that he walks it with us. The, night, the nights brought no relief. For the nights were just as cold as the days were hot in the wilderness. Shivering on the sands was just as discouraging as trying to battle the sun in the daytime. Amen. And when they got to Mara, there was so much disappointment. Their hopes seemed to be long last to be fulfilled. About to enjoy the refreshment, about to delight in something they had for three days been denied of, and the taste only left them with bitterness. The bitter waters. This wasn't something that they anticipated. They were comparing the waters that they had in Egypt to what was now. They complained. They complained about the food. They complained about so many things. You know, Moses had many mores to go through. He had his more when he left, when he dealt with the golden calf. Remember the story of the golden calf when Moses was up on the mountain and he stayed gone for a while. They took all the gold and all. They made it into a golden calf and they worshipped that golden calf. That had to be pretty disappointing for him. But we know the end of the story, how the Bible says he burned it, he crushed it, and he threw it on the water and they had to drink it. He had another more when he dealt with the complaints about the manna and the meat. They complained, they complained, they complained. They compared what they had now to what they had back in Egypt. And they did that over and over and over again. There's so many people in the Bible that had a mora. And when they said, when they got to that mora, they saw God come through and undertake for them. Amen. David had mora after mora after mora. And I'm sure many of us have. Praise God. But you know what? We have to decide that we're going to endure. We have to make our mind up that we're, you know, we need to ask God for desire, for a greater desire than what we have. We used to have so much desire when we first came to the Lord and we gave our heart to God and we were all excited at all. But you know what? If we have that desire, we, I, I think about so many ones in the Bible who continued on. They persevered. They were persistent. Remember the little widow woman? She, she came to a hard place in life. Remember how God came through for her and her and her son were about to die, you know, but she was obedient to the Lord. But then the little woman, the little woman who pressed her way through the crowd, remember her? 
she had initial blood for 12 years. And I can imagine, she thought, will I ever get through this? But you know what? She had a desire to touch Jesus. So she pressed in. She pressed in. And that's something that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to press in, especially in the hour and the time that we're living in. I know a lot of us don't understand what's going on in our own personal life. We don't understand. We have no clue as to what's going on in our country, in the world today. But you know what? We have to have that desire in order to make it. And press on in there. Hold on to the Lord with everything you've got. Remember Zacchaeus. Oh, well, Zacchaeus. He was a little man. Remember the little story? And the wee little man was he? He had a desire that he was going to see Jesus. You know, he climbed up the tree. He had to climb and climb and climb and climb. He didn't give up, did he? And we're going to have to have that desire, especially now, because God is moving and he's working. And there are others. Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. Oh, my. He cried out, and they tried to shut him up, but he cried out even more. So he kept pressing in. He had a desire. He had a need in his life. Amen. I know I'm kind of skipping around here a little bit this morning, but then there's so many other, the Syrophoenician woman who continued pleading for her daughter. She, she kept pleading, and then she started worshiping. But God came through for her. When you can't through, see through the wilderness of desire, there's an Elam in front of you. So there's an Elam this morning. Just know that God is on the throne and that God is with us and God is ministering to us. God does care about us. Praise God. Victory belongs to us. And we can hold on to the word of God. We can press in like never, ever before. Amen. I mean, with all that's within us, love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all of your body, all of you. And that's what God has required of us this morning. Praise God. I just want to throw a few scriptures out at you this morning. Encourage you. Keep on pressing in because Jesus is there. We might run into the waters of Mara, M-A-R-A-H. I may not be pronouncing that exactly right, but there's an Elam, E-L-I-M, M, just in front of us just in front of us. And it's right there, folks, right there. Just keep your eyes open. Hold on to the word of God, as we often say around here, because God will see you through. He'll bring you through every time. I'm so glad that if the Lord's for us, who could be against us? And I'm glad that our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strong coats, and we all know that, casting down imaginations and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. Hold on to the word. Hold on to the word. The word of God will see you through.